Welcome everybody, my name is Makal Nasrani and this is Islam for Christians, episode 28, Hadith on Understanding Limits. This month's Hadith is from Al-Bukhari, number 39. The Prophet said, Religion is very easy, and whoever overburdens himself in his religion will not be able to continue in that way. So you should not be extremists but try to be near to perfection and to receive the good tidings that you will be rewarded and gain strength by worshiping in the mornings, the afternoons, and during the last hours of the nights. There's so much wisdom in this hadith, and in many ways, this wisdom transcends Islam. Here, Muhammad is reminding people that they are, well, people. They're people. We are finite, all of us, and regardless of how much you love God, that reality is not going to change. We have a finite amount of energy, and really a finite amount of everything, and that includes the things we believe we should have in infinite supply, and unrealistically so. Like for humans, compassion is a finite resource, if we're being honest about it. It's not something us humans are proud of, but it's true. The same for empathy. You can only be so empathetic before you shut down. The emotions of the soul have the same limitations as the physical muscles. If you overload them, they fail. You know, the well only runs so deep, and that's something we need to make peace with. We are humans. We are finite. And that's okay. And here lies one of the strengths of the Islamic religion. There is an inherent practicality to it. Muhammad here is meeting people where they actually are, not as he would prefer them to be. You know, you cannot worship God all day, every day. You are not an angel, and that's okay. If you go too far and too fast, you may never get to the finish line in the first place. Um... Here's an analogy. For those who have ever watched distance running or partaken in it, you know, you know that the greatest runners in the world never sprint. They pace themselves all the time, keeping something in reserve always. Because the worst thing that can happen, to a distance runner at least, is a complete physical breakdown. If you're running 3,000 meters and you sprint until exhaustion, you'll be ahead for a while. But after lap, a lap or two, you know, you'll be on the ground, sucking wind, and unable to move your legs as the slower runners just gallop past you. And that overzealousness is a great way to finish dead last, or not even finish the race at all. You know, for those familiar with the fairy tale of the tortoise and the hare, it's the same concept. That's how a turtle beats a rabbit, by pacing himself. Now, this is something Christians really need to hear, particularly those of us who were raised on the stories of the saints and told to imitate Jesus. It's a great ideal, but for the 99.9999% of us who are not going to be saints or mystics or something similar, a different message is needed. Like, when I think back on how long it took me to be okay with being finite, you know, just to accept something so plainly obvious it should be on the first page of the human body's owner's manual. That time was at least 25 years, realistically maybe 30. And I cannot stress enough the peace 
it brings to accept your own finiteness. You know, to accept your own limited, mortal, energy-limited self. And to give yourself permission to keep it small. You don't have to take care of the whole world. Just take care of those around you and then branch out when you can. You don't have to evangelize every second of the day either. You will burn out. Think smaller and talk about football, you know, once in a while. You know, and you are not morally defective if you have a savings account and plan for the future. You know, after all, you are your first charity case. You know, if you take care of yourself first, at least that means no one will be burdened with taking care of you at a later date. After all, if everyone lived like Jesus, no one would be growing food or building shelters or providing basic sanitation. You know, we are still material beings, and unpleasant as that is to admit, we have to live within those constraints. And this is harder for Christians because in our theology, you have to become like God, pretty much, to be justified and go to heaven. You know, we are redeemed through Christ to join God in paradise, by grace, rather than through merit. Now, that might have been a divisive statement among Christians during the Reformation, but by this point, given the movement of the Catholic doctrine and all that, it's pretty much a universal Christian statement, I think. And this means Christians have to hold two things in an odd balance. One, that we cannot possibly do anything to justify ourselves in the sight of God. And two, that we also must love God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves, and imitate Christ always, you know, the divine man with no wife, no children, and no financial responsibilities, who literally died for every human being, past, present, and future. Now, really, is it possible to live up to that? Now, that's not a recipe for keeping things small and realistic. But for those of us who aren't saints, we have to remember that we are all justified in the same way as the Christian greats like Peter or Francis or Thomas Aquinas. No matter how great the person, no one deserves salvation. Now, for those of you not familiar with this, here's a sampling of this concept from Paul's letter to the Romans. As it is written, there is no one who is righteous, not even one. There is no one who has understanding. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. There is no one who shows kindness. There is not even one. Their throats are open graves. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of vipers is under their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery are in their paths, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And another passage. Since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, they are now justified by his grace as a gift, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a sacrifice of atonement by his blood, effective through faith. He did this to show his righteousness, because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over the sins previously committed. It was to prove at the present time that he himself is righteous, and that he justifies the one who has faith in Jesus. 
The major theme here is that one does not need to be Mother Teresa or any other saint to be righteous. The saints are equal in righteousness to anyone who has faith in Jesus Christ, and that means a good, humble life lived on a small scale is perfectly acceptable to God. We are finite, some more so than others, and that's fine. I should know. I have very limited emotional resources. That matches my limited mental resources and my limited physical resources. And that's okay. It's nothing to feel bad about. Muhammad says, you should not be extremists, but try to be near to perfection and receive the good tidings that you will be rewarded, but also not to overburden yourself with religion. Now, this is just plain great advice. And if you heed this advice, all that is left is to find where the line is. Finding the line between good, faithful, faithful religion and what is for you, personally, too extreme. For most people, that will take several decades, to be perfectly honest. So if you're a young person and you're listening to this, you got a ways. and <laughs> You're going to find that balance. That's fine. Uh, that's normal. It takes a long time to figure out because you are the only person on earth who can make that diagnosis. Only you know your limits. So keep that in mind as you try to push them once in a while. But also be mindful to keep something in reserve, always. Because you are human. You are finite. Try to remember God always. But also remember that you are not, and never will be, well, at least in your corporeal body, infinite. Thank you, and I'll talk to you next time. Inshallah. Thank you for listening to Islam for Christians. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to keep this show ad-free, you can also visit my Patreon page and subscribe. I'm at patreon.com slash Islam for Christians. That's patreon.com slash Islam for Christians.